This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. If you're like me, then you find that when you're texting or sending emails, there are certain things that you end up typing repetitively, like email addresses, phone numbers, common message replies, and you just wish that there was a way to send it faster. That's where Text Expander comes in. It works everywhere you type, like word processors, emails, messaging apps, and online forums. You can even use it as Teams if you have snippets that you want to manage for your company. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm your co-host, Kaylin Less. With everything that is going on right now with the coronavirus, all the things that uh, we feel were clear, the direction that we had, the progress that we were making, it all seems unclear. It all seems a little fuzzy just because what was important now may not be. We are just like you. We are absolutely (laughs) dealing with everything that you are dealing with. Our office is shut down. We're working from home. When we look at our business, the direction that we were going and the things that were priorities, we are now legitimately questioning. And with that, we ask the question, how can we, in moments like this, build an even stronger sense of community around the one thing? That's why a lot of the content that you're going to see coming out from us, we're going to be doing some additional podcast episodes, breaking our normal weekly rhythm. We might just start dropping additional episodes if something seems relevant. You're going to see different emails coming out from us because we always said, when it comes to living the one thing, people really need three things. They need clarity, they need a sense of control, and they desperately need to feel like they belong to a community. And everything that we do moving forward is going to be lined up with those three things, clarity, control, and community, starting right now. Kaylin, you shared in our, in our Living in One Thing community, I saw a post that you put up there talking about our GPS. Share a little bit about what you wrote in there because I thought it was a really interesting perspective. I feel like we're all kind of a little bit knocked off our axis. Like I think about like things were spinning along, feeling great, and then all of a sudden... The rules changed very quickly. And looking at our GPS that we drafted with such care and as a team, and it was ambitious and exciting. All of those goals seem like they're big question marks right now. And it feels a little bit like the only word I can think of, which again, it's a very weird time. I guess the only like sentiment that makes sense is grief. And it's like the grieving of a lost future, perhaps, or this goal that we really took some time to fall in love with, maybe isn't as possible as it once was. Yeah. And so we wanted to record this episode because frankly, we want to pull the curtain back. We want to walk you through the the things that we are experiencing, the things that so many of our community members have shared that they're experiencing and be able to offer you a perspective of how are we tackling it? As practice leaders, people who live this every single day, which by the way, does not mean we are perfect. It means we fail our way forward just like you. What are we doing so that hopefully you can walk away from this episode with at least one thing that you can put into action that will hopefully bring you more clarity, more control, and more community? Community also feels like a loaded word because we're locked in our houses right now with our families and our cats. But 
the community at large feels really distant, even though we're already global. We're already on the internet. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting because when we went through our last 66-day challenge with our community, I mean, even though very few of these people were in the same physical space together, you felt a sense of connection. Why, why do you think that is? When you have a shared experience and you're all working towards the same goal at the same time, extraordinary things happen. And even as I say those words right now, I'm looking at the parallel for where we are right now. We're all looking to accomplish the same goal, to stay healthy and to keep our communities healthy and to keep our businesses running and our teams with something important to do. And it's a parallel, but for some reason, this feels a little bit different than when you're accomplishing a goal together. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. And and all I'll say is, even if we could get in a room together right now, I don't think we want to. (laughs) So when the, the title of this episode is what you can do when you don't know what to do. And one thing that we can do right now is recognize that we are in this together and that every single one of us, our bunkers have been derailed. Our time blocks, what time blocks? The distractions that we're used to facing on a day-to-day basis have completely shifted. Our priorities are no longer in order of priority. Like Everything is messed up. And how do we begin to take back control of our time so we can have clarity about how we want to invest it. And that's what we're going to walk you through. And Jeff, one word that also keeps coming to mind is counterbalance. Mm. And the idea that in one side, it's managing the stress of just everything being sort of disrupted, right? And looking at trying to just be really honest with yourself and acknowledge that this is hard. And then the other side, and feeling really fired up to make some strategic changes. And Mm -hmm. for the first time, I have control over a lot of new opportunities for new habits or... It feels like a blank canvas that I can be purposeful around versus sinking into a lot of the old habits that my old routine had. Yeah, I agree. And as you shared that, Kaylin, made me think of uh, Gary recently sharing that over the last 40 years, when he looks at his career, there were all these points of growth and then plateau and then growth and then plateau. And he asked the question, what happened when he was in a plateau point and then suddenly went back into hyper growth? And the answer was there was disruption. And whether that was disruption in the shift of an economy or him disrupting himself, there was always something there. And he said, in every economic shift, in every true crisis in the industry, he always emerged stronger. And so much of it is your mindset in terms of, is this happening to you or is it happening for you? Are you viewing this as a crisis and chaos or is there some opportunity here that if you shift your lens and the way that you look at things, those things can change. Even hearing you say that, I on my best self gets really excited. And then my reality, I'm just asking how. How and what's the path when all the paths feel like they've evaporated and there's muddiness. So in these moments when it's really... It feels almost like quicksand is what one of our members said. You know, things... The business that she had and the business that she's building might be, have to be different. But how do we get from point A to point B? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it is going to start with your mindset and the, way, and the way you look at it. I know... I feel like I've been a, a student of personal development for a long time. And so I, I felt like for decades, I've mentally been going to the gym 
uh, on on crafting a certain mindset for for this moment, for when this all happened, that my legitimate default thought after I hope everybody is safe is what opportunity is in front of us right now? Like what what is that thing that is in front of us right now that we must see? That if I fast forward ten years and imagine the impact our business is making, and if I imagine looking backwards on this time right now, what what did this do for our business? How did this challenge force us to ask tougher questions and take actions that we weren't forced to take before? And it was actually in the best interest of the business in the long run. So I think a lot of it really first and foremost comes down to the mindset. I mean, I'll, I'll share... Being at home, I am definitely the type of person that um, if there's other people around me, I can get distracted. It pulls me out of the zone. Um, I can get irritable pretty easily. And my kids are home. And realizing that so much of what I shared with my wife, she's a stay-at-home mom. It's like, honey, you don't, you don't get to time block. That's not how it works for you. If the kids need you, the kids need you. And now if the kids need me, they need me. And in those moments when they are occupied and happy and I do have time to myself, can I have clarity on what matters most? Can I execute on that in that moment? And when the kids walk in, what's the moment I can create with them? And just... You saw the... Did you see the video I posted in the community yesterday? Yeah. You and Daphne are adorable. <laughs> so I, I, Daphne wanted to shoot a video. And so we shot a video for our Living Your One Thing community. And in it, I, I asked Daphne um, a question. Why don't you tell them what book we've been listening to lately? Rich Dad and Poor Dad and the One Thing. Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the One Thing. Why don't you tell them what you learned yesterday in Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yesterday, I learned in Rich Dad, Poor Dad about what's an asset and what's a liability. Uh, Daddy, here, ask me a question about something. What's an asset? An asset is when you put money in your pocket. A liability is when you take it out of your pocket. Daddy, give me an example of it. Give so, me an example so if, you, if you want to go and buy some gum at the store. Liability because you take money out of your pocket, and what if it was eight dollars? What about a new bike? Liability. What if? What if? Because money takes out of your pocket. What if you wanted to invest in a business? Invest in business asset because you would get more money. So these are the the conversations inside the Woods House. (laughs) We share this with you because. These little moments that I could view as distractions. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to get my one thing done right now. My kids won't leave me alone. Realizing how do I line up the dominoes? And what's a moment right here where I can actually engage my children in what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and create connection and learning lessons? Uh, it's, it's been an interesting journey so far. I mean, even as we're recording this podcast, Daphne came in and I think every time she sees a phone screen, she does like a cat move. Like it's a little bit like a tiger (laughs) gave you a hug. And I just think these are not just moments where you guys get get to connect together, but it's also a matter of her seeing you do your one thing, Mm -hmm. which is also an, an amazingly powerful opportunity for her to see the thing that dad does every day when he goes to work. And yeah. how it makes a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And for, for those of you who don't know, my, Daphne is six. 
and my son Dean is four. So yes, a six-year-old knows the difference between assets and liabilities. <laughs> but this morning, I got up early um, to, to have some thinking time. And I specifically got up before I thought the kids would be up. Keyword thought. And I got them set up and I came into the office and just started asking some bigger questions. And Daphne and Dean came in and they sat down next to me. And again, like my, my natural thought was, Oh no, I, I'm losing my focus. And then, no, wait, how is this an opportunity? Oh, this is an opportunity for me to explain what I'm doing to my kids. And I walked them through and I said, This is my GPS. And I helped them. I literally explained what a GPS is. I said, This is our one page business plan so that we can be on the same page with everybody inside our organization. It helps us understand what's important and what's not. And here's what's happening everything with the virus. We're legitimately questioning what's important anymore because those priorities have shifted. And so daddy is trying to get a sense of what are the things that still remain important that we need to focus on and what are the things that no longer are that need to be replaced. That way, the team and I can feel good about what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And like they got it. They totally got it. Here's the thing too. I keep looking at the focusing question and the Mm. models and systems that we have in our community. And the focusing question remains the same. It's just that the context around it is different and the answer is harder to find. So what's the one thing I can do such that by doing it makes everything else easier or unnecessary? We've all been in seasons when that question feels tough and the answer is, I don't know. And right now, I'm not sure. And maybe I won't be sure tomorrow. And maybe you won't be sure. But together, if we keep asking that question, we will get more and more clarity. Yeah, I love it. And Kaylin, you you posted in the community and we're, we're asking people what their, their thoughts had been recently. And I remember seeing a comment from Robin Taggart, one of our members who, who shared that... And I'm just going to read this. Getting real with our goals and also applying flexibility to our 411s. The situation is so mobile at present across the globe and it's changing almost hourly. I think it's a huge opportunity for personal growth right now. But that has to match up with the real challenges being imposed on us externally. I feel blessed to be in this community right now as I do with the incredible guidance and framework of the one thing in the productive system. This is a safe harbor in the worst of storms. So I I share this because in (laughs) the unprecedented levels of uncertainty, going back to the basics, identify your one thing, time block your one thing, protect your time block. Using a tool like a 411 to understand what the priorities are for the week so that in any moment you can understand what number one is so that you can just focus on that. That is the safe harbor. And when thinking that way gets tough, Mm. it's leaning on community to help you get the clarity that you can't find on your own. Sometimes we ask ourselves the question over and over again, whether it's in our head or out loud. And yet, when Jeff will ask me the question, suddenly the light bulb goes off mm-hmm. because it sounds different coming from an outside source. Or when you ask it for a friend and they say, Hey, I need help seeing what my one thing is. What do you see in my situation? And really crowdsourcing that wisdom from people that understand what it's like to live their one thing has been mm-hmm. such a gift. Yeah. And so when we say building community, folks, we're doing it right now. You listening to this, you are building community. Because you're participating in a conversation with a common language where you understand when we say time block, what that means. When we say you're one thing, you understand what that means. When we say 411, so many of you understand what 
that means. Wherever you are, however isolated you may be right now, understand that you do belong to a movement that is much bigger than yourself. And our question for you is how can you use your current situation to become an even better practice leader of the one thing? And Jeff, being a practice leader, it doesn't mean that you have extreme clarity all the time. It means that when you're faced... (laughs) Right? I mean, that'd be nice. And it's really when you're faced with the messy middle that you have the courage Mm -hmm. to ask big questions. Mm -hmm. And so as we're in that, Jeff, let's... Let's get tactical right now. Yeah. How? What are the things that we can lean on? What What can we do? Well, I think the first is you live the one thing when you identify your one thing, you time block your one thing, and you protect your time block. And every single one of us who has been on a journey uh, of of mastering this had a, a rhythm for how we identified our one thing, how we time blocked it, and how we protected it. That's all thrown out the window. So I think we need to first and foremost, make peace with that and understand we have an opportunity to create a new rhythm for that. So identifying... I mean, talk about... I I, I go back to our couples retreat that we host every year. I mean, getting on the same page with your significant other. For those of you who live with a significant other, you are forced to right now. You know, my wife and I'm staring at a whiteboard where we've got a list of priorities written up there. We actually have never been more aligned because we are literally in the bunker together 24-7. <laughs> there's, there's no room for getting out of alignment. So I think the, fir- the first thing is, is, what is your model for taking all the things you could do and narrowing them down to the things you should do? We would strongly suggest if you are not yet doing a 411, you pause this episode, go to the one thing.com slash training with the number one in the URL. And under the basics courses, you will see a free course there on how to fill out the 411. For those of you who are in our Living Your One Thing community, you can expect that we are going to start stepping up the activity inside of there so that we help you live the 411 and have a relationship with your goals. Because more than ever, this is the value of that community. This is, this is that insurance that when things get crazy, that you actually belong to something that will help you there. So I would start by doing a 411. According to ZipRecruiter Research, nearly three-quarters of employers say they're finding it difficult to fill open positions. 68% of employers have raised their wages. 23% have increased their benefits. If you're having a difficult time filling a role, no matter what your industry, hire with ZipRecruiter. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. Here's how it works. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 top job sites. And they don't just stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills and experience for your job. And then they actively invite those people to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is so effective. And four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, our listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G. ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We wrapped up a, a recent 66-day challenge with our community and 
The results were, were staggering. We know most people on a 66-day challenge fail because while it's simple, it doesn't mean it's easy. And yet here we had a, a group of community members who collectively 78% of them successfully completed their 66-day challenge, which was a massive achievement. And when we asked them what the single difference was, they said it was the community. Having people that were going on the same journey with them, that were able to support them when they thought about giving up, that were able to keep it top of mind. We wanted to let you know that you have the opportunity to join us on a brand new 66-day challenge in the next few weeks. Go to theonething.com slash habits to learn more because you do not decide your future. What you do decide is your habits and your habits decide your futures. And you are only one habit away from achieving something extraordinary in your life. Will you join us? Start by going to theonething.com slash habits. The second thing is acknowledging that your time blocks are not going to necessarily be rigid. Um, my wife and I, and I'm just, I'm just speaking candidly about what it's looked like inside our house. The first three or four days, we had no structure to our days. And then my wife finally said, enough. Like She saw the ceiling over our achievement and said, we need to bring some structure. And she wrote out the list for the kids of what that schedule needs to look like. They're not in school. So what would a school schedule look like? Well, they're going to have free time from this time to this time. And then there's going to be no electronics. And it's going to be reading books and playing math games and for this. And then we're going to have recess where they're going to literally get to run across the street and play at the park. So she started to bring structure to that. And then asking, now how can daddy line up what he needs to do with our structure so that we're in a family rhythm together? So my time blocks are not like they used to be, but I'm hyper clear that I've got to three-hour window where I can go in and do my one thing because I know that Amy's on kid duty and taking care of that. And when it comes to protecting the time blocks, I think we just have to acknowledge that we're going to need to be a little bit more flexible. Like you saw, Caitlin. The, no, nobody saw this because the we have the video on. But Daphne literally came in while we were talking and leaned her head on my shoulder and started waving at Caitlin and making kitty faces. <laughs> So we do here. Yeah. So, you know, and in that moment, all I can think is, I love you and I'm grateful for you. Not, oh, she's she's stealing my focus. So, to recap, have a system for identifying what your priorities are, preferably a 411. Figure out what your model for your time is. When are the times that you can be in control and when are the times that you cannot make peace with that and do your best to protect those times and give yourself some grace because it's going to get thrown off. I want to add to that with the time blocks in that for me, a lot of my time blocks have been around writing and um, creating content that serves our community in this weirdly delicate time where it's doing the right thing feels very important. Mm. And I've gotten into time blocks where I literally will sit at a blank screen or I'll type, I don't know what to write. I don't know what the solution is. Sometimes I have an objective that I want to accomplish by the end of that time block that is just not doable because I'm working in a way that's new with new challenges. I would add that when you go into a time block and you have something that you really want to accomplish, give yourself some grace if you need more time. Mm -hmm. What used to take two hours may take a little bit longer. And what might be something that used to be easy may have new, new challenges that you don't expect. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's an overarching theme here, folks. One is give yourself some grace. Be kind to yourself. It's not all going to be perfect. It's going to be a little bit messy. And once you acknowledge that, the models are the models. These are not tactics. These are not new quick tips. These are timeless truths. Get clarity on what matters. Have time to do it. And when you show up, have some strategies to protect it. And take on the mindset of somebody going following a path of mastery. Meaning you're not perfect and you never will be. Yet the question is, what's one thing you can do to be better today? And you were yesterday. And then the next day, what's one thing you can do to be better? And just knock that domino down day after day after day over time. And you will make it out of this. And hopefully be stronger for it. The other piece of that is that thinking about all the things that we have to do and all the things that are changing might be tough. And so I would encourage people to really look at what are the habits that you need in Mm. your new environment that will help you be more effective. Because when you form habits, it makes the hard stuff easy because you don't have to think as hard. Yeah. So Jeff, have you had any, any big light bulb moments where you're like, oh, I need to build a new habit because my old habit maybe got shifted? The, 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 the cl- most clear thing is my exercise rhythm. Mm-hmm. I had a very clear routine of getting up, going to the gym, getting in the steam room, showering, coming home, having breakfast with the family, driving my daughter to school, and then, and then heading to the office. That is out the window. And my health matters to me. You know, That's a goal that I set for this year to exercise 250 times. And I care more about the goal and hitting the goal than I do with just succumbing to my rhythm being thrown off. I refuse. So that is one where I'm going to have to create a new rhythm. And, and I don't have as much control as I did before. I could wake up at 4.30 and my family couldn't say anything about it. But now that my, I'm with my family all the time, I have to enlist their support in what that looks like. So I'm committed to doing it. Now I just have to have those conversations with the family. I can relate to the health goal too. My, my, my schedule was so supportive of me staying healthy. And now I'm trying to get creative. But one thing I've been able to just identify is... While I would love to do these internet workout things, I've never done it before. So I've like I also want to give ourselves some grace in the sense that if you're trying to integrate a whole new way of doing something from scratch, it might not be easy the first time. And I said I was going to go to a class and I bailed because it's hard. So I I think that building that rhythm, there's some trial and error and there's be flexible, try new things. Maybe the online classes won't work, who knows. But as long as we're moving our bodies, we can all do that without having to get out of the house. Well, as, as somebody who really cares about you, who, who wants to see <laughs> you succeed, I would be more than happy to jump on a webinar and take you through a cardio hip-hop workout if you'd like. <laughs> I mean, I've got systems in place. One of the work-at-home pro tips that I got from my partner, Brent, is he always creates like an obstacle course from the office to anywhere. So like, there's some kettlebells, there's a mace, there's a push-up station. So anytime I get up from the chair, I actually do a little like routine, but it's different than going to a class and, you know, in a community and working out. So I got you, girl. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I almost, I'm a little afraid to agree to this. (laughs) 
<laughs> you should be. It's really intense. <laughs> Okay. And for everybody who's like, is he kidding? No, I actually used to teach cardio hip hop in college. (laughs) Oh, real. You know they're going to request that. They're going to request some cardio hip hop videos from the one thing. (laughs) Fun side note. My wife put on something on on the TV. It It was on the YouTube channel and it was some dance thing for kids where it like shows the choreography and Amy went upstairs. And of course, like that distracted my time block. But you know what? Distraction accepted. And Amy came back downstairs and Daphne and I were doing like choreography together. It was super cute. It was awesome. (laughs) The long and short of it is our old habits maybe aren't available to us anymore. The routine is kicked off the rails. And as we get creative around how to make it work with the new constraints, Mm -hmm. being, being creative, asking other people what they're doing, Joining Jeff for his hip hop online live stream, all the things that we could do, and then identifying what we should do and trying to stick to it because that piece of building new habits and behavior change is really hard. And yet, we've all been very quickly, we've changed a lot of behaviors, right? Like, suddenly, a lot of behaviors that we thought we maybe couldn't change have been changed because it was important. And you guys heard in in some of the recent episodes that we were going to be kicking off another 66-day challenge with our Living Your One Thing community members, which if you guys are in the community, we are still going to do this because now we, we need it more than ever before. What I will say is, who can you enlist with you? I mean, I'm literally with my family all day, every day now. It's going to become a family 66-day challenge. Because if I get to get Daphne and Dean and Amy to all go on this together, um, I can just say that this is my self-talk. My personal accountability will go through the roof because I need to model what it looks like to make sure I hit every single day because we know how challenging it is. We know most people fail their first 66-day challenge. And so I'm just... I'm going to loop the family in with it. Do you know what you're going to do? I am going to continue my empathy challenge because um, I, I have not missed a day yet from the initial one. And since I'm 78 days in right now of consistently once a day asking a question that will put me in somebody else's shoes so that I can actually be more empathetic to them. And it's still not a habit. It's, I'm still not there yet. And... and it is too important for me to prematurely declare victory. I think that's a, that's a good plan. That's a, I, it sounds like sometimes these things that are really important to us, when we start to track the activity, the value of that activity even becomes more clear. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing it every day, you know how important it is. What I might do differently, and, and I haven't even talked to you about this yet, um, I had failed this four times previous where I tried to demonstrate empathy once a day and I made that the mark of success and it was too big. I couldn't do it. And so I had to lower it down to something that I could do every day, which was ask myself a question. It would put me in somebody else's shoes. Now I'm actually considering raising the bar. Now that I've done that for 78 days, I'm asking the question, do I need to make it a little bit tougher now that I've got some momentum behind me and hope that maybe since I'm going to make it more challenging, hopefully that will make the impact happen faster. But we're, we're going to see. What would that look like? Do you know? I've, I've been thinking about that. I might actually raise the bar to demonstrating it. 
every day. I've been asking the question, but now to truly, and I can think of so many moments like when Dean, I mean, he's four and he, he, if when he's frustrated, he can get so angry. And I'm very much standards without consequences are merely suggestions. And like, I must hold the standard. And I, I'm the iron fist in the family. But in those moments to get down on his level and truly be like, dude, I can really see that you are upset. Do you need a hug? And in those moments, he totally melts. And it's happened enough times that I think maybe I've earned the right to raise the bar again. And let's find out. And knowing that if I raise it and if I start missing, I'm just going to drop the bar back down to ask the question and at least keep building momentum there. Well, what's great about that sort of habit stack is that you have to ask the question in order to figure out how to demonstrate that. It's the one thing that makes everything else easier or unnecessary. And I feel like I'm ready to start knocking down the 18th domino instead of just that lead one. Yeah. And that's how we learn what we're ready for and what's too big. And sometimes even just going through the process of that discovery can teach us something we didn't expect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you do not have it marked on your calendar yet, March 30th, we will kick off a brand new 66-day challenge inside our Living Your One Thing community. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go to the onething.com slash habits. Uh, You do not have to be in the community to go on a 66-day challenge. Every single one of you can go to the onething.com and click on the free stuff page and download the 66-day challenge calendar and print it out for you and your family and, and start there. The difference with this is just we. this is a community where you have the opportunity to get matched up in cohorts for higher accountability. And we do group coaching calls and you're in, in a private community. So it's just there's more connection and support there. And if you'd like to check that out, go to the onething.com slash habits and we would love to welcome you there. From a high level, we want you to know that we care about you. We're thinking about you. And, and genuinely, we are the question we are asking is how do we make sure that what we do helps you better live your one thing in in these crazy times and feel a stronger sense of connection to a community that supports your goals. If there is anything we can do to support you genuinely, please email us. Email mastery at theonething.com. And also, folks, if you have specific questions... We're engaging with our our Living Your One Thing community and just asking them, what are the things that you are struggling with? What are the questions you have that is genuinely going to shape this content? If you have a question that you would like us to answer on uh, an episode inside our newsletter, go to theonething.com slash pivot. That's P-I-V-O-T. Theonething.com slash pivot. And that's with the number one in the URL. And this is just going to be a place where you can submit those things. We will constantly be reviewing them. And this is going to be the inspiration if we do additional episode drops or additional emails that we send out on highly relevant topics to bring more value to you that is where we are going to get them. So we hope you take the time. Go to the onething.com slash pivot and let us know how we can support you. Well, that does it for this episode, folks. We, we genuinely appreciate you. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please click that button. So all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device of choice. And, and sincerely, who are the people that you think need to hear this message right now? I think more than ever before, this is, this is how you become that catalyst for change. This is how you further that sense of community is by reaching out and giving people the tools that they need when they need them most. 
So we hope that you will share this episode. And if you are, are new to the show and have not yet left us a rating and review on iTunes or your player of choice, please do so. It really helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help people better invest their time by having a relationship with their goals so they can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. And I'm Kaylin Lutz. We'll see you next time.